You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica. Episode 26. Jessica Pearson, body image and weight loss coach. And I'm Beth Barnett Babel, integrative nutrition therapist. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so excited to like be recording. We got to just jump right in there. <laughs> I know it feels like it's been a really long time since we've recorded a podcast, but, but... it hasn't. It just is time is funny that way. Well, how are you doing first? <laughs> I'm good. I'm having, I'm doing okay. Just post, uh, what is that thing that we went through last week? The photo shoot. shoot. This is a lot of work leading up to it. In my head, it was a denial of the work that I needed to do. And then I was like, oh, this is really not that bad. So I created all of these crazy stories in my head for some reason about doing this photo shoot. And then we did it and it was fun. It was fun. I actually had a good time. I remember like our last two times we've done professional photos. It really wasn't that fun. And I felt like this process was really different. So I'm actually very excited to see the product. And then I'm excited to share it with all of our listeners. Yeah. So anyways, and then of course we had Easter, which was wonderful and had those, my in-laws cooked some delicious food and it was all, wow. all in all a good weekend. Oh, and have a new mom mobile ride. Oh my God. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, I'm one step away from owning a minivan, but I, I love my car. <laughs> so great. Yay, that's so exciting. <laughs> so I spent the weekend just piddling around with all the features that are different in it for my old car. So fun getting a new car. Yeah. Tiz, tiz. What have you, how have you been? Good. I mean, I, I'm still riding the high of the photo shoot. Oh. Um, I did actually wash my hair yesterday because it mm-hmm. was still looking good from the photo shoot. Oh, I know, but it was mine had so much hairspray and it. it was yeah, itchy, it was a lot so of Saturday I had to. I had to let it go. I couldn't tell if it was the hairspray or like the pollen. (laughs) I was like, I did feel really itchy. So yes, I showered. And yeah, I'm just, I feel like last week was such a weird week. And the week before that, I also had a conference. And so they were not like normal work weeks. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like excited to put my head to the paper today and tomorrow and all week, just like get to it, you know? Well, with that being said, let's talk about how when we have these types of weeks, we may be looking for some excitement in our food too. But what we want to offer you is, can it be okay to be bored with your food and eat just because you need to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people <laughs> will actually come to us and they say, I'm just feeling bored with my food. And they actually think that that's the problem. That they're bored with their food, so they're not eating well. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So a lot of times people are like, I'm either like skipping meals because I can't figure out what I desire to eat is what people tell me, or mm. I'm just like bored with food. So we go, we end up going out to eat a lot. And so then that becomes a problem because they're like, I know I can't go out to eat for every meal. It's expensive and I don't feel good. <laughs> right? right. And so we have learned over the last many years and, and we've said it too. Sometimes I know we've been in like ruts or whatever, but we're going to talk about the differences. Mm-hmm. So it's like, being bored with your food is actually not a problem. And in fact, it's kind of a great place to be with food sometimes. Mm -hmm. So Beth, can you like explain a little bit what we mean by that? (laughs) 
Yeah. So what we mean is that you don't need to be excited by every meal. Not everything we eat needs to be something that we crave or that we're having a desire for or feeling like, oh yeah, like that's what I want. So we need to get to the place that sometimes food is just food. It's an amazing concept, but <laughs> it's it seems so simple. But if you've ever stood there in your fridge or your pantry going, oh, what do I want? Nothing sounds good. But there's plenty of actual good food in there for you to make yourself. Food is just food and we just need to eat it because you need to fuel your body. That's what the purpose of food is. And then as a side note, food is for celebration, for excitement, but it's main purpose is to live as humans. And so we're not saying that you have to eat plain grilled chicken and steamed vegetables. My gosh, please don't do that to yourself. Like I would never (laughs) do that to myself. I just don't do that. But it can be simple stir fry burgers at home versus doing takeout. It's knowing that a part of you would rather take out, but you have food at home. So it's going to be okay. And to just eat that instead. <laughs> There's literally memes about this, you know, where yeah. it's like, you know, you're an adult and you just went grocery shopping and you have all this food at home, but your brain is like, get the Chinese takeout. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get it. People think being uninspired by food is a problem. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody tells me that they're not feeling particularly excited about lunches these days, for example, I ask yeah. them, well, why is that a problem? <laughs> for you. And sometimes they look at me confused or mm-hmm. maybe even just totally annoyed by my my inability to believe them that that's a problem. They, yeah, they just think, well, if I could just feel excited by food again, I'll start to eat better. But we know that's not necessarily true and it doesn't have to be true. Yeah, it definitely does not have to be true. And if you can kind of think about it this way is, is that your food is not supposed to solve your problem of being bored. So is it really that you are bored with something else or are looking for excitement to break up your workday or whatever it is, that, however you're spending your time and so you're having a break and so maybe the rest of your day is not so exciting so you're looking for food to be exciting for you? That could be an issue. So really to iterate food's job is to keep you alive. Yeah. And this is kind of where the the line is between eating for hunger and emotional eating. And a lot Mm. of times, and we've said this a couple of times now, like a lot of times people think emotional eating is, oh, my boyfriend broke up with me. So I need to eat a pint of ice cream. But like, Mm. that's like the extreme version, right? Like emotional eating is just eating when we're not hungry or just because we are like seeking pleasure Mm -hmm. and maybe we're not physically hungry. Yeah. When you have hunger, and you're only looking for something that is exciting, then it's being able to be curious about why that is and like why just grabbing something kind of simple would not be the ideal for you at that moment and just kind of just tap into to that thought process behind it. And then, you know, of course, we want you to have times where food is pleasurable. Like I use a lot of salsas and sauces and condiments and things because I cook a, a lot of the same thing and just in a different sauce. Yeah, 100%. So it's not that I'm not salting things or I'm steaming. Let's just take a step back that food can actually be quite simple and you just need to put a 
sauce on it. Yeah. And this kind of brings up the whole, like where people are like, I don't want to think so much about food. And I'm like, this is exactly that perfect time when we're yeah. bored is to not think about it. Cause it's like, Oh, what is available to me at that point? Then decisions almost become easier because we're not trying to use food to solve our emotional boredom mm-hmm. or whatever. We're like, no, I just need food to solve my physical hunger. And then it takes out a lot of like, you don't have to put so much pressure on the decision. You just find food and eat it. And you know, I think it's like, we're human too. We do have our ruts and we have, I know I've said to you and you've said to me, like, I'm just in a phase where I'm feeling kind of bored (laughs) about what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes we might look at a cookbook or seek out a new sauce or, you know, try something new and and try to look for inspiration. But I think that's a different energy than like, I need my food to be exciting. Right. Or like we're blaming the boring food for the boredness that we feel in our lives. I really see it quite a bit with this whole thing of wanting to have food be exciting and for it to be a part of the richness of their life. And I think you can have both. Of course, 100%. But we need to look at like, how often is this happening? Is it taking away time? Is it creating confusion in your mind? Is it creating a negative relationship with food or your body or anything like that? What are some of the potential downfalls of thinking about food not being boring and food needing to be pleasurable all the time? I'm like, say it again for the people (laughs) in the back. (laughs) And you know, like our brains are wired to desire food. If we didn't desire food, we would have not made it as a species. So we do need it for human survival. And, you know, I think about how food evolved over time and like which potentially resulted in how our brains evolved. So one theory is, is that once we were able to start cooking food, like when we created fire, that cooking the food actually allowed it to become more palatable and digest better. And so then we were able to get more satisfaction from it and then get more nutrients out of it. And then one theory is that our brain actually started to grow bigger because of that. But we're way past that. But that (laughs) need for food is still there. And now we have super hyper palatable foods and our brains are over desiring that food. Yeah. We get like an insane amount of serotonin and dopamine from pop tarts or Doritos or yeah. Well, Doritos is an interesting one. I know I've said it before. It's like, you know, they put that all the different flavors on there in such a way that your brain can never get tired of it, figuring out what is there. And so you just keep eating them. Yeah. So it's like being bored with food just means you're not getting as much excitement in your life from what you eat. Mm-hmm. And it's like probably a phase because it does come and go. Mm-hmm. But what it really means and what we're like inviting you to think about is it's an opportunity to seek joy and excitement in your life from other places. Yeah, It's kind of a big question, right? Because then all of a mm-hmm. sudden you might be like, wait... <laughs> I'm actually bored in my life. (laughs) What do I need to do? It becomes, it can be like a much bigger question that is sometimes very hard for people to answer, but it's, it's actually a great place to be. Yeah, I think so. Going back to foods being hyper palatable, I also think about 
that the processed foods in the store and I think about this foodie culture we've been in for what a decade mm-hmm. us or at more least. at least probably more and so we've got all the cooking shows we have celebrity chefs and then depending on how big your city is there's that must have item that from a pop-up or a new food trailer or a restaurant and so you gotta go and do it and there's just like all this like energy behind this like one thing right holidays like I think about people and the Easter candy and then it's every holiday has the thing yeah so it's like all of that makes us forget about the simplicity of whole foods and their flavors and so if we really can take it back and can realize that there is actually quite a bit of natural flavors but we're just not used to them so we kind of have to start to work to reset taste buds and expectations about not being you don't have to be a foodie all the time it's gonna be okay right and yeah. I, I was just thinking, I'm like, I know I have recently like been eating a lunch and been like, this is boring. It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> right? Like, I just want to be clear that we're human. And it's like, I still yes, I will be like, yep, this is just food. And I'm just eating it. And like, do I wish that I had some Vietnamese takeout? Sure. But like, I'm just not doing that. And that's okay. Yeah, I don't really know what the difference is between like me understanding that versus maybe a new client that hasn't sorted that out. I think it's just practice. It's practicing that decision and then realizing it's actually totally fine. (laughs) Yeah. And then, well, how did you get from where you were? So, you know, we met in culinary school. Granted, it was plant-based culinary school. We did try to extract every ounce of flavor and excitement into each segment of healing modality of food. And you were a foodie at Central Market. That was yeah, your that job was literally, title. <laughs> literally, my job was to be a foodie. Yeah. And yeah, we would go out. It was like the hot time of food trailers here in Austin. So, how did you go from that phase of your life and our friendship to we ate out all the time? I know. I think I was just presented with this idea and it kind of blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Not every meal has to be the best meal I've ever tasted. Mm. And then I just started being okay with that and applying it. And like I said, I think it's just the practice of like, you're looking in the fridge, you know, you have the stuff to make tacos at home, but your brain is like, wouldn't enchiladas from the Mexican restaurant across the street be so much better? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's that practice of just being like, oh, that's interesting. My brain is going there. That does sound delicious. Maybe we'll plan for that in the near future. But like right now you have food that's about to go bad and let's try not to waste our food. You know, so I don't know. I just kind of practice being like, like, nope, we're just going to make these tacos and we're going to eat this at home. And then you do it and you're like, that was totally fine. (laughs) I survived this process. And you just practice it. And then your brain kind of is like, oh yeah, I'm going to be fine. Like it reduces that excitement just a little bit. And especially when you do tell yourself, yeah, I can still have those enchiladas. It's just, it's not today. Maybe it is tomorrow or the next day. But reminding yourself, this isn't about like depriving yourself or saying no to the things that you want. It's like this decision is serving me the most right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with it, even though it doesn't feel as awesome as I think the enchiladas are going to feel. But also I started paying attention to when I did order the enchiladas. There were also negative emotions with that where Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, like 
I don't know if it's like guilt of like, maybe I should have made the tacos or when you throw out that lettuce that you bought for the tacos that you didn't use, you know, it's like, it's not perfect on the other side either. So it kind of goes back to that 50, 50 of like getting the takeout isn't a hundred percent amazing because there's other things that come along with that, whether it's like, wow, I didn't realize this was going to be a $40 takeout or, you know, like, is this going to be, was that worth it? Yeah. Cause remember we used to go to Fresa's for lunch and we would be like, oh, we're just going to get this. They still have it. It's like called the kale Caesar. And then by the time you add the grilled chicken on it, and then we will get the tiny wok. Next thing we know, it's like a $20 salad. Right. And like, you can't do that on every day for lunch. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, just from a, I don't know. I'm sure there's, there are people that are like, oh, financially, it's not a big deal and it's worth it to them. But it just started to be like, what? Well, it's it like, really? what am I doing? I could have, <laughs> yeah. Like I could take that hundred dollars and go to Uchi on Friday with it or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I started thinking about like, what is important to me and what are my priorities? Priorities, And so I just started paying attention to both of the decisions when I do get the takeout and when I don't get the takeout. And, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes you kind of like, oh, yeah, like this is going to be fine. And so that's why I also usually tell people like it's nice to plan for your, your meals out so that you know mm-hmm. ahead of time. So when you do have that thought, like on a Tuesday or whatever, you just got groceries <laughs> the day before. Yeah. Your brain will be like, you know, what sounds good is not cooking right now. But if you already know like, hey, tomorrow's Wednesday and like we're meeting family for dinner that helps me stay with my brain and be like, okay, I can cook. It's going to be fine. Yeah. If you can allow for some of this quote unquote boredom or having simple foods, it kind of can allow you to relax into knowing that you can just eat in this simple way because then also people are like, well, I'm out of ideas and then I end up making these things and then I have all these dirty dishes and I don't want to do the dishes and so then I don't end up cooking and so then I end up eating out or whatever. So then it's like, well, if we can just have this it's like an understanding with yourself. Yeah, an understanding that sometimes food can be boring. You will cook with a lot less dishes. There's the unsung hero of the sheep pan meal. <laughs> yeah, like a, like a bean and cheese taco with some saute yeah. zucchini. Totally boring, right. totally fine, right? Right. So there's that. It's like, so if you can kind of think like, well, it might lessen that feeling of like, well, this da 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 da. And then I'm cooked all this food and now I've got to clean it all up. And a lot of people don't want to do that, especially when it's just um, one or two individuals in their household. It feels like a lot of work. And so that's how it can come to be. And so condiments. Well, yeah. Cooking simply is cooking quickly. Yes. You know, when people are like, oh my gosh, it's, it takes me two hours to make dinner. I'm like, what are you (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, well, I I almost never cook, but I pulled this one recipe for this like fancy lasagna or whatever. I'm like, why are you doing that? No, like it doesn't need to be so complicated. So yeah, yeah. Just the uh, basics. Yeah. Stick to the basics and that, that can be really helpful. And, you know, your days are so busy with work and things like that. And so when you are feeling tired, I guarantee you it will take you almost as much work to think about what you're even going to order for takeout than it will be for you to just take those few things out of your refrigerator or freezer and heat them up. That's how it goes in our family. There's usually one person that has the voice of reasons that's like takeout's going to take a lot longer than cooking this. <laughs> yes. I think actually that was definitely a part of it too, as I was like, yeah, I actually could get food in my mouth a lot quicker if I just go with what's at home than trying to figure out how to go out and get it or have it delivered. Yeah. 
So we invite you, our listeners, to kind of explore to see how this might be showing up for you, to see if you struggle with being bored with food or how much excitement you are needing or seeking in food and just kind of explore that relationship and see what comes up because it could be for a wide, wide variety of reasons and see if you can tap into some of those simplistic meals. And it doesn't have to be just a salad. Right. It can be many things. Well, that's a good point. Sometimes you can be bored with pizza. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, it's just not the thing that you thought you wanted. So it feels Mm, boring. mm -hmm. And so sometimes I have to remind myself, you're still eating something delicious. Like, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say to my brain sometimes. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to our segment. Okay. We keep our eyes peeled for things in the media or in real life that come from diet culture or that perpetuate diet culture in some way. These are often the subtle ways it creeps in, which is why we're shining a light on it and sharing it with you. Okay. So I shared this with you during our photo shoot. We were talking about this because it was kind of interesting in my brain how I shared something that was going on in my brain and then other people shared their perceptions of that. So now I want to share it again and talk about it. So as we were leading up to our photo shoot, you know, your brain sends you all these thoughts like you were in that denial mode, right? I had this Mm -hmm. anxiety and one random thought that I shared on our stories that came to my brain was why didn't you diet or starve yourself for like the last five days so you would show up perfect to this photo shoot. And that thought actually struck me even in the moment because I was immediately like, what? (laughs) Where's this thought coming from? And I actually thought it was kind of funny and was able to call on it pretty quickly because I was like, I actually don't have any history of skipping meals. Like I've almost never skipped a meal in my life on purpose. So like, why is my brain doing this to me? Yeah. And what did you find? Well, so I shared that with the people because I wanted them to know like, hey, I have a human brain too. And I thought it was interesting because then the people responded with, wait, your brain still does that? I thought that we were in this so that our brain doesn't do that anymore. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 no. Of course. Like we think all the things, you know, Mm -hmm. like your brain still tells you wild stories and lies that aren't true. And so Mm -hmm. does mine. And it's cool because you and I can talk about them together and laugh about them and be like, did you know that my brain was doing this? And I think we also know each other. We can like see each other doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes. And so a couple of people were just like, yeah, I, I thought that the work we were doing was to help us never think that way again. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because like, in my mind, and success is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But like, what I want clients to do is to, we're not ever going to get rid of the negative thoughts forever. If we could figure that out, we would be billionaires. But that's not <laughs> what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. What we're doing here is helping you be able to see that they are not true as easily as possible and without taking it in and, and hating on yourself for it either. It's like, oh, that's interesting. My brain did that and I don't have to believe it. You know, I'm always asking myself like constantly, like, is this a real thought or is this something I don't need to believe? And I think that's the only difference is I'm just kind of like, I have that filter of, wait, is this real or is this a lie? (laughs) My brain is telling me. Right. Because based on what we perceive or see in entertainment industry, that there are celebrities that still restrict their foods before big photo shoots and and things of that nature. Like they 
change their ways to try to slim down as much as possible. Yeah. It was like this old school diet culture message that came to my brain. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the whole point of this photo shoot is to like capture me as my current self, whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely was like, oh man, really should have gotten on that exercise bandwagon before (laughs) today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, me and my, my triceps that jiggle, we went to yeah. that photo shoot. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what if, <laughs> yeah. What if there's cellulite in this photo? It's like, oh my God, what if there's cellulite? Like, actually, <sighs> wouldn't that be an amazing thing? I'm like, if I can put my cellulite on the internet for someone else to see so that they can understand that that's a totally normal thing mm-hmm. on their body. Like that's to me, that's way more impactful than like airbrushing out cellulite. I'm going to regret that as I'm saying it. Cause now we're going to have to do it. <laughs> now I'll have to do it. Yeah. I was like, you know, some of these thoughts do pop up in my head too. When I was trying to decide what we were going to do for our outside movement photos mm. and doing things that we actually do. And then I was like thinking about, do I wear shorts? Do I wear yoga pants? Like what's gonna, and then I was like, well, you know, I'm 43. And so my skin is starting to do that thing that 43 year old skin does where it gets, it's like, it's a, a little bit creepy. It's like thinner. Totally. It's why thinner. Is, and why so, is it getting thinner? I don't know. I think hormones. And so I was like, oh, am I going to be okay with seeing how much like my skin or my thighs moves on? And I was like, what the so I had to like stop myself and be like, that is literally the craziest thing ever because I don't think that's the point. So these thoughts come in your head and then you just notice them and then you're like, well, that's fun. And then you move on. So I didn't take them on or try to change anything or whatever. I just wore what needed to look good on the camera for color. Yeah. And it actually brought up a lot about just hiding in general and how that's often a common concern, you know, clients is like, I don't want my picture taken or I don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable in front of the camera. And I'm like, yeah, well, me either. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I also, I want these memories and I want to be relevant in my business. And there's so many reasons why I still decide to do it, even though it creates some level of freak out in my mind. Yeah. Which is, it's not truth, but the thoughts still will come, but you know, they're not true now. So whereas before they might have felt true. Yeah. 100%. I hope that we gave you something new to think about today. I think we gave you a lot to think about today and help you take one more step on your path to freeing yourself from diet culture. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. And if you're looking for a little bit more support and you would like to work with us, please go to our website, pathnutrition.com to get started. Bye everyone.